Welcome to the Fate in Your Favour podcast, where we focus on becoming the best version of ourselves. We explore ways to take better care of our mental well-being, connect to our values, and to overall lead more fulfilling, meaningful lives, relationships, and careers. I'm your host, Janelle Johnson, a practicing life coach and trainee counsellor from London in the UK. And to find out more information, get resources, or to sign up to the mailing list, visit www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk. It's also where I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Fate in Your Favour podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining me. As always, I appreciate having you here. So last week, I had to take an extended break from social media because I realized how much, or I was reminded anyway, how much it was affecting my mood. And you know, like sometimes you wake up in the morning and you feel fine and then, you know, you can't really pinpoint what has changed your mood, but you just don't feel right. It's things like that, like social media or the negative stuff on social media that will have had an impact and you're not able to actually pinpoint what it is because it's so ingrained into your normal day-to-day routine that you can't think of anything abnormal that has happened to you. So this one morning I woke up and I was feeling completely fine and all of a sudden after scrolling, I, I said, okay, I'm going to go on social media for like five minutes. Scrolling five minutes, turn it into 10 minutes, turn it into 15, turn it into 20. And I don't even remember how long I was scrolling for, but it was in the midst of when everyone was posting, everybody knew a black business to post all of a sudden. Everybody knew um, black history. Everyone was reposting the trauma that people go through in America, in England, in all over the world. Everyone had something to post. Everyone was posting tip, not everyone. But like combined, you've got tips of what books to read, what to do if you're a white person and you want to understand racism and white supremacy. Then you've got black businesses. Then you've got we should rise together in solidarity. Then you've got the protests. Then you've got the trauma that people have been going through. For me, it just got way too much. That particular morning when I woke up, I felt fine. And then after I was scrolling five minutes, 10 minutes, however long. Thankfully, I caught myself and I was like, wow, my mood has absolutely changed. So because of that, I took some time out from social media. So often we don't start our day in a positive way. So it's almost like we're not setting ourselves up for the best that can happen. When I was preparing for this podcast, there was a study that I read and they said that 80% of people check their phones within the first 15 minutes of waking up. I think it's actually worse than that. I think it's the first thing people look at and more times than not, it's the last thing they look at before they go to sleep. I didn't necessarily watch the news before. Well, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news now and I don't intend on watching the news. I didn't watch the news before because I know that that's going to be negative and more times than not, it's fake news. So I was consciously limiting the the negative seeds that are being planted in my mind. And for some reason, social media did not come into that. I almost was deceiving myself saying social media is different because it's social media. But actually, it's exactly the same. On social media, there's even people that are posting traumatic experiences that have happened like six, seven, eight, nine years ago. 
putting it off as though it's happening right now. If you go into the comments, you can see there's going to be someone who saw it however many years ago. And they're like, oh, I remember this when it was six years ago. And I was just taken aback for a second. People have already lived this trauma. They've already seen this video, obviously not everyone, but they've already seen this video. And now this person is reposting it. And to me, all it is, is making whoever is watching it relive the trauma that people physically have to go through every single day. And I'm not saying not to post that stuff, but in terms of being a consumer of those things, it's definitely something that I will be limiting. I have been limiting now going forward. The brain doesn't know the difference between what's really happening and what we're watching. That's why I like when you watch um, scary movies, you feel scared like what I do anyway, (laughs) you feel scared unless you've tapped into that part of your brain that differentiates between what is real. So you can actually tell yourself, okay, well, this is okay because it's not real. But the horror of the videos that we're watching is that it's really happened out there in the world. Like it's not, it's not a director that has put this together and said, hey, this is, this will be a great movie. That's actually real stuff. And it definitely can happen to you. Now I feel like the the feed has gone back to normal, not normal, normal, but people are posting more black stuff and hopefully some black businesses have arose because of the, the magnitude of things that have been in the media so far about building up our economy, building up our financial status together. Hopefully some black businesses have grown from that. Now that I'm watching my normal feed, even then it's still rarely things that are there to uplift people, things that are there to challenge what people are thinking. I'm conscious that people are posting stuff, reposting stuff, but I honestly feel like every time something like that is reposted, it just rips away at the positivity that you may have had in that day. So instead, I would definitely say to post things that are positive, that are uplifting to black people if that's what you're doing or post stuff that challenge somebody's mindset. Another thing that is posted a lot on social media is people living the lavish life. So on one end of the spectrum, you can feel really down because you see all the trauma happening. You have to relive that every time. And then there's another side of the spectrum where you see people living their absolute best life as though their life is the best thing since sliced bread and it actually sometimes for some people makes them look within themselves and feel quite down that they're not where they want to be. The problem with that is that people often look outside of them for the answers. So what ends up happening is that they're looking at other people and they're comparing themselves and they're saying, oh, I'm not where I want to be. And how come this person is this and this person is that? And for whatever reason, that person is doing absolutely fine based on what is being shown on social media. A seed I would like to plant here is that you look within for perspective. You find the answers within yourself and then you look outwards for possibility. You look at other people for possibility, not for the answers of how to get there. So for example, if someone had a bike, because I know bikes are pretty scarce at the moment. (laughs) If someone had a bike and they've put like bells and whistles on it, let's say, You could look at want a bike and say, okay, cool. I want a bike just like that. And then you should really then go within yourself to work out why you want it like that and how you're going to get there. Instead of using people 
to remind ourselves of where we are not. Uh, Use them as pointers, use them as places that you can say, all right, cool, I want to get to there and beyond. Because once you get to wherever that person may be, you're going to want more. So you just keep going. You can use other people as like a guideline. I think that's probably the best example that I can think of. And then you look within yourself to find the answers about why you want to get there, how you want to get there, when you want to get there. I don't know if that is resonating with anyone. The main point of this podcast was to obviously talk about what we expose ourselves to. It has an effect on us more than you even know it. And there are so many people out there that don't put the two and two together based on what they may be going through. I would just say to really be careful in what we expose our minds to. And if it means that you have to take some time away from something like social media or the news or certain people, do it because your self-care is the most important thing. And it's not only when you feel down that you should be focusing on self-care. And that's the reason why last week I, I really had to literally just shut down, just just really take some time for myself. I went for walks. I did yoga like twice a day because I was like, OK, I need to fill my cup back up. Every time you expose yourself to the negativity of the world, you're pouring out of your cup. To be fair, the negativity, when you watch negativity, it's actually taking from your cup. You're not even pouring it. You're, it's taking from your cup. And if you're allowing that to be taken out, then you need to fill it back up. So self-care is always, always so important. That way, if negativity does come into your life and does come into the main feed of your social media, you're not affected by it. You're actually just fine. Like it's it's like, okay, cool. I understand. I acknowledge this, but it's not something for me to personally carry. It's too heavy. In previous podcasts, I've said when something's too heavy, when your emotions are too heavy, put them down just a second and pick them back up when you when you can think more clearly. Something that I would say to challenge yourself would be to actually spend the first hour, if you can, of your day not looking at your phone. And I know that's a lot for people. And maybe maybe you can do it in increments of the first 15 minutes and the first 20 minutes and so on and so on. But what I found from doing that, the, the difference in my morning has been I'm actually present to how I feel. I'm present to what I'm doing. I, I think more clearly. My brain hasn't already been overloaded with information about everybody else's lives. Actually, I focus more on what it is about me and how I'm feeling. And self-care is just your responsibility. You putting your phone down or you not touching your phone for the first 15 minutes of your day, that is self-care. And it's important because it gives you the ability to show up more for others. If you are putting yourself first, the thing is, people often say that being selfish is a bad thing. But actually, being selfish is a good thing because it means that when you are there for someone, you're there because you want to be. You're not there because of fear, guilt or shame. And Marshall Rosenberg is someone that I will be talking about nonviolent communication. Now, nothing should be done out of fear, guilt or shame. You should only do things that you actually enjoy. So you should be selfish with your time because when you do give your time to people, you will be giving it on purpose. You'll be giving it with love. You'll be giving it out of the overflow that you have. You filled yourself up so much that you're just able to just give. Just imagine like if everyone lived selfishly 
and only gave the overflow that they had. Three things I would say is to always watch what you feed into your mind. Make sure you're making a conscious effort to pour into yourself. And that may mean that you for the first 15 minutes or for the first hour of your day, I just want you to try it. Just try it for the first 15 minutes of your day do not look at your phone. And if you can, use something different for an alarm because obviously as soon as you use your phone for an alarm, you're looking at your phone for the first second that you wake up. And just place self-care as your top priority. Now, I've been doing a lot of gardening and something that came to me the other day is that if I plant a seed poorly or if I plant it in the shade and actually it's, I don't know, tomatoes that really love the sun. If I'm only growing the tomatoes in the shade or I've planted it somewhere that just doesn't positively impact, doesn't give that plant the best environment, it will not be given the foundation that it needs to become a solid whatever to grow in the future. That foundation of that tree will be so weak if I haven't given it all the things that it needs to succeed and to grow big and strong. Think of that as a way to start your day. Place down the foundation, plant the seeds that will mean that your day will be exactly as you want it to be. Start your day with doing things that are positive for you. Positivity breeds positivity. And guess what negativity breeds? Let's just take a second to think about the fact that if you were to start your day with positivity, love, laughter, calm, how your time would look for the rest of that day. Our phones are terrible, terrible, terrible masters of us. And once we really get round to understanding that, I think we will be better equipped to switch it round and make our phones really, really good servants instead. So I know that you start your day one way. Yes, cool. So you haven't looked at your phone for the first hour. Wonderful. But obviously throughout the day, you have to look at your phone. You could still get sucked in. There's a motivational speaker, Joseph McClendon III. I got this idea from him. Obviously, your phone is always going to be near you. Put reminders into your phone about what you should be doing. Use it to remind you to address your goals. Use it to remind you to get off of social media. Use it to remind you of how great you are. Set yourself alarms throughout the day because like I said, you could start your day right and then you just get sucked into scrolling through social media for five minutes. Five minutes turns into an hour and then that's your day done. <laughs> just think about that. I think that's just the main thing. If you're someone who runs your business on social media, that's more than understandable. Your business page shouldn't have like celebrities that have nothing to do with your business on there. It shouldn't have that. If anything, create a separate social media where you can have your guilty pleasures and go through and enjoy life that way, if that is what you find enjoyable. But for me, since last week when I had to shut down completely because I realized that my mental health was genuinely being affected by just what I was seeing on social media. I'm not going to be that person again. I have definitely changed. I will still be there. I'll still like pictures and do all of that. But it takes too much away from me to go back to how I was scrolling through social media before. So on that note, I'm going to be leaving you. And I really, really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and were able to take something away. Remember that some things are best kept secret, but this podcast is not one of them. Share it with your friends, your family. Remember to follow me on social media. So that's Fate in Your Favour on Instagram and Facebook. 
Facebook. And if you wanted to email me, it's fateinyourfavor at gmail.com. And if you wanted to head over to the website and browse and ask me questions about the blogs, oh, there will be a blog that's updated for this episode as well. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, thank you again. Until next time. Bye.